uh, Drew, um, listen, we made fun of Dangles a lot the past few weeks. He was doing really poorly. And then he goes 5-0 and on King of the Coast. Yeah. I think he's feeling himself. The past two I, bets I he's given this out. by saying that I was just having Tony, fun with this I think bet. he's feeling himself. <laughs> hey, listen. I can't. I mean, you know me. I, I'm, I'm never. I'm never. Uh, I'm never slow to jump on Diggity if he thinks if, it, if I think he's uh, four corners uh, uh, or, or four ninety degrees. I fucked that up. My God. I'm always quick to jump on Dagos if I think he is a square. But however, in this bet, I kind of have a. Ha- I kind of have a little piece of that bet. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stats in the pocket, whole squad, fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and we are the West Coast Gamblers, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and it's time to gamble, folks. It is week eight, almost at the halfway point of the NFL season, and on today's show, we're going to give you all the bets you can take to make money this NFL weekend. We're starting off with our Thursday night leans, and then we're adding a new section called the stay away game, playing a little hot potato. You hold on to it for too long, you're going to get burned. We're also going to be giving out the Sunday night locks for a very interesting Sunday night game with a line that seems a little bit fishy out there, and then we're ending the show with our King of the Coast segment where we give out three sides, one teaser, and one total, including the back up the Brinks truck bet. So we're making money all day today. I'm very excited. And Drew, you're already in the mood, my friend. You came in uh, looking like you're ready to play a game right now. Hey, you know, I, I, I'm Tony, I cannot tell you guys, Dangles, fall is here in Michigan, in the Midwest. It is brisk. It's apple cider and donut weather. It sweatshirt weather just makes me want to run around. Went to the gym today, did some handicapping, put two kids, not one, two, down without the aid of their mother. Fired up. Let's go. And meanwhile, here in California, it rained cats and dogs on Monday, and it's been clear and 75 ever since. Now, uh, well, I'm Dangles, sure people, I'm sure you people not, drove very well in the rain. You did not dress up for Halloween. I came in my Ted Lasso costume. What are you today? Like a bottle of Wait shiracha? a minute. No, 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 no. Let's not mislead the listeners here, Tony. This is not your Ted Lasso costume. This is how you went to work today. You went to work well, on a normal work day dressed like Ted Lasso. I'm wearing my uh, fantastic work-from-home attire. Uh, uh, which features above <laughs> above the fold uh, a a tribute to sriracha here. Love sriracha. Put it on Great. a two, put it on a two by four. I'll eat the two by four. Uh, and on my lower half, which, which you can't see, you're just gonna have to take my word on this one. My uh, trusty old lots of holes in them Syracuse sweatpants. Hey, so I am in go. my I am in my work work from home attire, attire, and I am not sorry about it. I, I did have to go into the office today, so that's why I am dressed up. But the mustache is because I am in the middle of a Ted Lasso weekend. Last weekend I was Ted Lasso. This weekend I'll be Ted Lasso. So I have to keep the mustache going. And if you're watching on YouTube, which you should be, this mustache looks great. It'll be gone after Sunday, well. though. It'll be gone after Sunday. I kind of look like a Groucho Marx character, but that's okay. Let's <laughs> talk too. about some games. Let's talk about some football. You see the flag behind me. The Green Bay blood is flowing through me, even though a bunch of my players and coaches will not be taking the field on Thursday. But Dangles, it's a big Thursday night football game. The biggest one as of yet. 6-1 and one Packers, 7-0 and o Cardinals. What do we have for the Thursday night lean? 
Yeah, Lambeau Field, uh, not actually the site no, for this one uh, not at even all. Close. This is not even close. We are uh, in the Southwest instead. This is in Glendale, Arizona. My, excuse me. The Green Bay Packers are on the road playing the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the Packers have been bitten by the COVID bug. This one's going to be interesting. No Devontae Adams, uh, no Alan Lazard. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to have to make some uh, make some players out of other other folks. The line on this game, the Packers are giving six and a half points. Uh, and the total in this one is 50 points. Tony, how are you How are you feeling about your Packers heading into this game? Missing your best receiver, missing your second best receiver, uh, and, and you know, a team that's that's also banged up a little bit on defense. It's a little bit worrisome, uh, worrisome to say the least. And, and Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams, but Alan Lazard missing, not because he has COVID, but because he's unvaccinated. Thank you, Cole Beasley. Alan Lazard does not do a lot in the passing game. His stats are not, uh, not dynamic in there. He's had a couple last couple weeks, though. But what he does in the running game is paramount. He plays on the line almost like a tight end in a lot of our running sets, especially in the single back sets, and he can lay the hammer down in the blocking game. It's a huge advantage to this Packer team. I believe Pro Football Focus has him ranked as the best blocking wide receiver in the league, and he's going to be gone for this game. And guys like Equinemius St. Brown and Randall Cobb don't pack the power in that uh, in that game. And Robert Tanya, on the other hand, a tight end who should be blocking, is the worst blocking tight end in the league, according to Pro Football Focus. I'm very nervous, to say the least, Dangles. I'm very nervous. I'm interested to see where you guys go in this game. I'm going to be giving up my Thursday lean last. Let's do something different. Let's start out with the sharp. He's dressed and ready to play. Ooh, like what do it. you have Intrigue. for the Thursday lean, Drew? When I broke this down, I spent I spent quite a bit of time with this because I think I think the sharp, uh, maybe the that the wannabe sharp, if you will, I think they're going to see six and a half points with Aaron Rodgers and realize I heard like Aaron Rodgers has never been over a touchdown underdog in his entire career. It's just crazy, right? And his stats as an underdog are unbelievable. Yeah. You, you're never going to lose money taking points with Aaron Rodgers. But I really got to think about this game, guys. What motivation, what motivation do the Green Bay Packers have on a short week traveling 1,800 miles to Arizona shorthanded? I mean, does this game essentially matter to them? We've seen Tom Brady in the playoffs time and time. The home field, I think, is way overrated for veteran quarterbacks in the playoffs. The Packers know they just need to keep their head above water in this division, win the division, get in the playoffs. I think it's a real real issue here with the Packers motivation we've seen Rodgers flip out when people aren't in the right spots yep and I mean honestly week one right he just like completely checked out throwing it up to nobody I really think the Packers here could play super vanilla if they get down and not only show their cards like why would they why would they expose their playbook to a team they potentially could meet in January so you look at Arizona and again undefeated keep the momentum going young coach young QB great defense and Guys, this is one of my top plays of the week. Oh. I love, 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 love the Arizona Cardinals minus six and a half. I know it's climbed way up, but I, I really think potentially, I really think potentially this game could get out of hand and Rodgers just might mail it in. I could be wrong, could be wrong, but something to back me up. Teams that travel on the Thursday night game over 1,500 miles, 38% against the spread since the Thursday night game came to effect. I love the Cardinals here, minus six and a half. That is my Thursday night lock. Well, you are three and one when betting on the Packers this year, but 0 and two when betting on the Cardinals. So maybe I'll get lucky on that one. Dangles, where are you going for your Thursday night lean? Which, uh, by the way, uh, Dangles, you're doing well. 
on the Thursday night lane. You have yeah. a winning record on these Thursday night games, so I'm excited to see where you go. Well, you know, I, I looked at this game as well, and uh, uh, I heard that I heard that stat, Drew, that you uh, mentioned on uh, Betting Predators today uh, from Mackenzie Rivers. Uh, shout out to our friends over there, Sleepy J and Mackenzie Rivers yep. and the others at the Bet, uh, bet Predators. Um, and, you know, another thing they were talking about is how they see a lot of square bettors here getting on Aaron Jones and Robert Tunyon prop bets. Um, and, and I think they're probably on to something with that. But but one thing I was thinking about, one thing, one person they didn't mention was a guy named Randall Cobb, who now finds himself in a position of being the potentially the number one receiver in this offense. Not only that, this is a guy that Aaron Rodgers went out of his way to make the Packers bring back after you know their whole tit-for-tat thing and the, where they gave each other the silent treatment, and then Aaron was like, I want more say in this, and then the Packers said, okay, here's an olive branch. You get uh, Randall Cobb back. He can't really trust anybody else in the passing game right now other than Randall Cobb. These two know each other well. They've played each other well. And to your point about, Drew, about Rodgers getting pissed off when guys aren't in the right place, that's not something he's going to have to worry about with Randall Cobb because these two know each other very well. So I'm going Randall Cobb and anytime touchdown at plus 225 on the Thursday night lean. A plus 225 give for the Thursday night lean. Dangle's getting feisty out there. I like it. Listen, when it came down to this game, I know you can take Cobb. You can look at Aaron Jones, Robert Tunyon. You can, you can predict what Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay is going to do without Devontae Adams and Al Lazar. But to me, I just don't know. And I'm not, I don't feel confident enough to make a bet when it comes to the Green Bay offense. I do feel pretty confident to make a bet to comes to the Green Bay defense. Because last week, I know Drew talked about this in his Dr. Dangles segment, but Taylor Heineke rushed 10 times for 95 yards against my Green Bay defense. And this was something that has happened a couple of times now on the year with Green Bay. With the system that they run, the middle of that field seems to be open for quarterbacks that want to use their legs. In fact, the week before, Justin Fields rushed for the most yards in his career, six times for 43 yards. Jared Goff ran the ball four times for 46 yards. Jameis Winston, six six times for 37 yards. Kyler Murray's rush yards for this game are 28 and a half. Again, Jameis Winston, Jared Goff, That's Justin Fields, slow. and Taylor Heineke have all <laughs> demolished that number. I'm going Kyler Murray rush yards over 28 and a half against my Green Bay Packers defense. And that's it for the Thursday leans. All I got to say is go pack go. And this might not be the last time I make a wager on this game. But for now, we're going to the hot potato. It's time to talk about the games we stay away from. And that is coming up next. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. So every now and then, you get to the slate, you get to the board, you see all the games that are coming out on NFL Sunday, and you want to bet them all. You want to take an over here, your player prop there, a side here. It's just exciting to bet all the games on the NFL slate. 
But every once in a while, at least once a week, you come across a game that you want nothing to do with. Not because it's a bad game per se, but it's because it's a game you have no idea what's going to happen and you just don't want to lose money either way. So this is why we're doing the stay away game right now. We're playing hot potato. As Drew said, if you hold on to a hot potato for too long, you get burned. Some of these games will leave burns on you. So uh, Shay for the Sharp, going to go to you first again. What is your hot potato game of the week this week? Guys, I'm just going to go two and a half hours west of me to the windy city of Chicago. Uh, very fond of a beautiful city. Not fond of that Chicago Bears team. No. Definitely not fond of that San Francisco 49ers team. No. I'm looking at this game like... It's like, okay, so San Francisco, you would think minus four, minus four in Chicago. Now, my lean, my gut tells me, got to be the 49ers, right? But we're talking about two coaches that are seem very disenchanted with their quarterbacks, extremely disenchanted with their quarterbacks. You heard Kyle Shannon just straight up say, Jimmy G's worst game he's ever played. Yeah. Justin Fields and Nagy, that, they, they, Fields looked like a disaster last week. I was stupid enough to give out the Bears. I don't know uh, the guy on Twitter that's like, that's going to lose, and i got to tweet him back. Uh, good call, <laughs> bud. I was horrible. Horrible. So my point is I, I don't think San Francisco is in any position, in any position to be more than a field goal favorite on the road against any team, including the Bears. But then the idea of betting the Bears, I'd rather go to an Island Boy concert, backstage patches, and have to hang out with them for 24 <laughs> hours than bet this game. Hot potato pass. Well, we don't even know, and we don't even know if Matt Nagy is going to be on the sideline for that game because yeah. he caught COVID. Exactly, and we're not sure oh. if he's going to. And it might be, I think, what their special Dangles. teams coordinator or something like no. that who steps which, in. Dangles. Which makes me want to take no. the Bears, but I digress. No, no, no it makes me no, not Dangles. want to take that. I'm saying no, to your Dangles. point, it makes me not want to bet that game even more. Thank you for reminding me because I'm with Tony on this. I think if Nagy's out, I think it helps the Bears. Yeah. So the, the so so the fact that Nagy's in the balance makes it even more of a hot potato to me. But I'm with Tony. I think Nagy's out. I think the Bears are better play dangles what do you got for your hot potato game of the week uh, i want nothing to do with the panthers at the falcons panthers giving plus three points on our, uh, on the road here these are just uh, these are just jekyll and hyde teams to me i'm just a fade of both of them they're too volatile week to week you got sam darnold getting benched in the fourth quarter oh, last week God. pj just, walker uh, pj walker your favorite quarterback <laughs> ever who you ranked like third on our quarterback list i think last year <laughs> Uh, I just, I just don't see enough evidence to give me confidence either way that I can make a call whether uh, you know this is going to be a bounce back spot for Sam Darnold and he's going to be pissed that he got benched and he's going to go out there and sling for 400 yards or if it's just going to be another chapter in the case for why he's not a starting caliber NFL quarterback and has now proved it in two different situations. And the Falcons are coming off of two straight wins against pushover teams and the Jets and Dolphins and before that they had an overtime loss to the fumbling football team so they're bouncing back and forth week to week and barely scraping by on either side win or lose I, I just don't I don't know enough about these two teams I, I don't think I, I don't think that, that that I want anything to do with it at all so not yeah dangs dangs this is my runner-up literally okay Bears Niners was be, my runner-up the, yeah, <laughs> the, the exacta baby an exacta box right the 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 Falcons have beat both New York teams and the Dolphins and they're three-point favorites I know Darnold's been bad, but no, thank you. Great, great pick. Uh, my pick is a little bit more of a competitive game, or at least two, between two competitive teams, two playoff contenders. I want nothing to do with gambling on the New England Patriots at the Los Angeles Chargers. New England, talk about a Jekyll and Hyde team. This team can put 50 points on a Jets squad, but then lose by a lot at home to a New Orleans Saints squad. 
And then on the other side, the L.A. Chargers were world beaters coming into that Baltimore game and then got the pants beat off them during that, that game, which much should have been a lot closer than it was, and it wasn't close to begin with. Who better to figure out how to beat the Chargers when you have game tape on somebody than Bill Belichick? And on the other side... I really like that Los Angeles Chargers defense, but they cannot stop the run. And then New England's going to be able to run all over them. Plus, there's a ton of New England fans in Los Angeles. This is not going to be a home game for these Chargers. I know we say that a lot on this show, but this, no, this fan really base won't. especially is a popular team out here. So I'm kind of worried about that. L.A. has the better team. New England will have the fans and will have the better minds on their side of the field. Chargers coming off the bye. I want nothing to do with this game. Extremely excited to watch it. And I think we learn a lot about both of these teams after this game. But that's enough handling of the hot potato. Let's now talk about the games that we are going to bet on. But first, Drew, before we get to the Sunday games, before we get to the professional football games. I know you want to make a bet on something that we don't really cover here in the West Coast Gamblers, but you feel really strongly about this this week. So what do you want to talk about before we go to professional? Thank you, Tony. As you know, I am a proud uh, Michigander, born and raised, huge Wolverine fan, and the eyes of college football will be on East Lansing about an hour and 10 minutes north of where I sit right now. High noon, Saturday, Michigan versus Michigan State in this proud Proud, proud rivalries. The first time these two teams have met undefeated in the top 10 since 1964, the year my mother was born, Mama Crookston. And, guys, I'll tell you what. You know, for all for all the SEC praise, which, you know, deservedly so, it's different down there. The Big Ten country has a different feel when it's an in-state rivalry game. You feel it in the grocery store. You feel it when your kids <laughs> go to school. You feel it at the gym. Everyone's maize and blue or green and white all week. The buzz is tangible. Let me tell you, it is going to be a – I am so fired up, I can barely contain myself. I'm picking up Ryan Hurd from the airport at Saturday morning in Grand Rapids. <laughs> he will be in the house watching the game with us, going to his show later that night in Grand Rapids. And, guys, it wouldn't be the West Coast Gamblers if I didn't have a bet to make. Now, you may say, Schaefer the Sharp, you got to be in the Wolverines, minus four. This is their year. No, no, no. I have seen this story before that Mr. Harbaugh has not beat – a ranked team or something like that. Listen, I in my gut, I do think Michigan's going to win. I cannot, in good faith, give out that spread. I do think it's a it's a last possession type game. The number seems a little steep to me, but this is what I love: Michigan, second ranked defense in the entire country, behind a world beater Georgia team. Michigan State in three conference games tend to start out slow. Now they're coming off a bye, but I think in a big game like this, in a big atmosphere, I think you might be a little hyped up. You might overthrow that pass. You might make that. You, you might drop that ball, looking to make a play before you catch it. So what I like here, it's not out yet, but Michigan State's team total is twenty-three and a half. So I can project their first half team total should be around ten and a half. I'm giving out Michigan State under first half team total. Under 10.5, they've averaged 11 points in the first half in three conference games. I think I think Michigan State – I'm sorry, I think the Maize and Blue are going to come out firing all cylinders. God help us in the second half. Hopefully we hang on. But I'm going to take the Michigan State team total under 10.5. You can – I'll play it at 10, but let's try to get 10.5 under team total first half. Well, I'm going to give out a, a, a bet that the fans can take, the listeners can take, over or under how many minutes I watch of this game. I'm setting the line at 3.5. You guys can take the over or under on that. Over. Under. Over. Yeah. Yeah. Under. Over. Let's under. move on to the games that I plan on watching, the games I plan on betting on, the plan, games I plan on making money on. And we're starting out with the big one. We're starting out with Sunday night. The Sunday night lock is coming up next. West, 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 West Coast Gamblers. All right, Dangles, time for the Sunday night 
locks. What do we have happening for us with Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth? Yes, yeah, Sunday night. Uh, very interesting game. I'm excited excited to get to see this one. We have the Dallas Cowboys coming off the bye, headed to Minnesota to the boat, the U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis to take on the Minnesota Vikings. The line in this game, uh, the uh, Minnesota Vikings, two-and-a-half-point dogs at home. The total is 55 points. And as of the recording of this podcast, we're not still entirely sure of Dak Prescott's status for this game. He's dealing with a calf issue. There's talk about whether or not he'll play. The Cowboys are probably going to want to be cautious with him uh, considering his past injury history. Um, but you mentioned earlier in the pod that we've got a Sunday night game here with kind of a, a fishy line at two and a half. And I think that's surprising a lot of people because, you know, the Cowboys are so good and Minnesota's just so mediocre to bad. Um and I, I wonder how much Dak plays into that narrative and how much and how that's dictating the, the where the line is right now. Yeah, uh, I'm right there with you. That Dak injury probably does tell a little bit of a tale. But also, uh, I think people are expecting Dallas to come back from this bye sort of on the downswing for whatever reason. Minnesota is coming off of a bye as well, so there's no rest advantage for either team here. I will say Dallas undefeated against the spread. So... I will say I'm going to give up my Sunday night lock first. Uh, it's been said before, and it'll, it'll be said many times, but... Primetime Kirk Cousins, folks. He's uh, 9-15 and 15 against the spread. In fact, with the Minnesota Vikings, the Minnesota Vikings against winning teams, Kirk Cousins under center, they are 8-15-1 against the spread. Uh, I'm a little bit... Uh, the 2.5 scares me because I do think this could be a game that you get screwed by Dallas wins by 2 on a last-second Greg Zerline field goal. I do think this game, Minnesota is going to show up for this game. This game is kind of their season. They need to keep winning in order to keep pace with all these NFC teams that really are high up in the standings, 6-0, and 5-1, and all that stuff. Minnesota needs to win some of these games, so I think they bring a lot of fight here. Minnesota 24th against the rush DVOA. So I was out there looking for Zeke Elliott props, Tony Pollard props. They're not out at the time of recording, so I can't give anything there, but I will be looking for them on Sunday. I'm going to go a little bit uh, off the board here, at least when it comes to the bets that we usually give out here. I'm not going to take Dallas minus two and a half, but I am taking Dallas to win this game. The Dallas money line is my official Sunday night lock. It's plus 135 on DraftKings right now. Dallas money line is my bet for the Sunday night lock. Minus 135, I should say. Dallas money line. Dangles, where are you going? Well, let me just preface this by saying that uh, we do not track outside in the actual rankings in our King of the Coast how we do on these bets. I'm doing pretty well on these ones. We don't, they don't actually count towards the, the point structure of this. So with that in mind, I'm going to do the definition of throwing some shit at the wall and seeing what sticks this week. Now I don't, uh, we've talked before about, you know, sort of special bets, exotic bets. And normally I don't really like to bet these because it's, it's usually hard to get to, but I, I saw this one and I couldn't help, but think it over a little bit on DraftKings, You can get Zeke Elliott and Dalvin cook over 199 and a half combined rush yards at plus 225. Now, Tony, you're making a face at that. But, I mean, you just mentioned all the issues with um, with Kirk Cousins in primetime. We know that the, even if Dak does play, he might be not limp, but nursing something there. I, I kind of like this Classic. bet at plus 225 here for Zeke Elliott to get a bunch of carries and Dalvin Cook to get a bunch of carries. They both get around 20 a game. Dallas is allowing 86.1 rush yards a game, which is pretty good, fifth in the NFL, but they haven't faced a true bell cow back like Dalvin Cook yet this year. And Minnesota's allowing 128 rush yards per game, which is 26th in the NFL. So 
it might not be the sharpest bet in the world, but I'm going to have a little fun here and play some positive money. Zeke and Dalvin over 199.5 rush yards combined at plus 225. Uh, Drew, um, listen, we made fun of Dangles a lot the past few weeks. He was doing really poorly, and then he goes 5-0 and on King of the Coast. Yeah. I think he's feeling himself. The past two I, I preface this out. by saying that I was just having Tony, fun with this. I think bet. he's feeling himself. <laughs> hey, listen, I can't. I mean, you know me. I, I'm, I'm never, I'm never, uh, I'm never slow to jump on Diggity if he thinks if it, if I think he's uh, four corners uh, uh, or, or four ninety degrees. <laughs> I fucked that up. My God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always quick to jump on Dagos if I think he is a square. But however, in this bet. I kind of have a ha- I kind of have a little piece of that bet because my mm. bet. Listen, I know for a fact the Cowboys seem too good to be true here. I know for a fact if I bet either side, Vikings Cowboys, I will lose because it's the Vikings. Purple I just fever. Will lose. I will I, purple fever. I will not bet the side. I refuse to do it. Talk to me during the contest on Sunday when I post picks because I'm sure something <laughs> will happen that one one of these teams we will be on a ticket somewhere. talked about this in therapy. Don't but bet the Vikings. I know. <laughs> but I do like I do like because really you said it. Well, Dangles, the Cowboys' metrics against the run is good, but we just saw Damian Harris last time the Cowboys played get 100-plus. I like Dalvin Cook's rush yards here. I really do. Coming off a bye healthy, I'm going to play Dalvin Cook's over 79.5 rush yards because, like Tony said, I think that's the Vikings' chance to not only stay in the game but win the game. They establish him. Kirk's obviously better in play action, getting Jefferson, getting Thielen involved. So I do think they're going to make it a point of emphasis to run Dalvin Cook. Give me Dalvin Cook over 79.5 rush yards. Drew, my friend, you are 5-1 and one on Sunday Night Bets uh, and 5-1 and one when taking prop bets. So who am I to tell you you're wrong on that one? Go for it. It's just those big numbers for that plus money with the Sunday night that Dangles has given up. Man, I hope you hit it. We'll all be making money and we'll all be happy. Yeah. But that is it for the Sunday Night Locks. Now it is time to go to the King of the Coast. But first... A word from our sponsor. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. The NBA is back and at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. The key to victory is a strong starting five, and new customers can bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game. $5. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. That's insane. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also sign into the game with same-game parlays. They combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is a safe, secure, and reliable sportsbook. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Use promo code WCG. That's the West Coast Gambler's initials. Promo code WCG. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code WCG this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Again, that's promo code WCG. $5 on an NBA team and you win $200 in free bets. That's what we bring to you. And now, King of the Coast. West West Coast Gamblers. All right, time for King of the Coast. This is where each of the hosts here gives out five bets. 
for the Sunday slate. Three sides, one teaser, one total. Each of these bets are confidence ranked. The most a host can get is 10 points on the week. That first side is worth one point. That second side is two points. The teaser and the total, two points apiece. And the Brinks truck bet back up the Brinks truck for a three point side. We've been doing this all year, collecting points all year. I am exactly at 535 points on the year, 18 and 17 when giving out King of the Coast bets. Dangles, last week he went 5 and 0, the first host here to get a full 10 points on the King of the Coast Woo! slate. Crept up now, he's got 32 points, three behind me. Schaefer the Sharp is on top. 38 points on the year, 19, 15, and 1 on King of the Coast bets. Listen, guys, we're right at the medium ground. Even Drew's just a few, he's making money, just a few above 500. Let's let's put together a winning week, all three of us, and bump up those records. We're starting off with the first point side, Dangles. You're in third place, but now you're in spitting distance. What do you have for this side? Well, it's hard to beat 5-0, and oh, uh, but I'm going to sure try this week. Uh, my first one-point side, and keep in mind, this is my one-point side, so this is the least confident bet of the sides that I'm making, is the Bills minus 13.5 against the Dolphins. I'm 1-1 one one when betting on the Bills. Their smallest margin of victory this year is 18 points. Points. That was against wow. the Chiefs. The Dolphins are coming off of two last-second field goal losses against Atlanta and Jacksonville, and they got steamrolled 45-17 to by Brady and the Bucks the week before. So this is far from a get-right spot for a team whose lead running back has only put 243 yards on the board through seven weeks and whose leading receiver through seven weeks is a tight end whose name isn't Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller. Yeah, it's a big number, but I guess for me this just comes down to a fade of the Dolphins. You got Brian Flores' name coming up in first coach fired discussions, all the trade talk with, you know, Deshaun Watson. And then on the field, did you guys see Tua interview today? Yeah. And, and he, to hear, so Tua, I have the utmost confidence and I trust that I am the QB of this team. That's a direct quote from him. Also Tua, I don't not feel wanted by the Dolphins. He didn't say it like that. I'm not <laughs> using that inflection, but he said, I don't not feel wanted by the Dolphins. That's not something a QB who thinks he's the guy says. So I'm fading the Dolphins hard here. I think the Bills will cover 13 and a half points. Dangles, that was almost my one point side as well. The only thing that stopped me from taking it is Buffalo already beat the brakes off of this Dolphins squad. Granted, that was with Jacoby. I think Buffalo can do it again. We just saw the, the Patriots beat the Jets two times in a row, beat, beat the pants off of them. I just couldn't do it 13 and a half. Maybe Miami covers late here. Tua has been playing better, not well, but better since coming back from the injury. But Buffalo yes. minus 13 and a half is the first one point side from Diggity Dangles. I didn't go with Buffalo. Instead, I went with a team that I have not bet on since week one because they really screwed me in week one. But it took me about seven weeks to really get my confidence back. And you see the flag behind me. We usually don't do Thursday night games in the King of the Coast slot, but I ain't letting this game go by. The biggest game of the season. Drew is saying they don't need this game. They just need to win the North. They don't. They might, they might throw it away this game with all the injuries. Blame it on the rain, blah, blah, blah. The Packers are going to come to play in this game. Every game that the Packers have played against the Cardinals in Aaron Rodgers' history have been fun, exciting firefights of games. Overtime games where Rodgers gets sacked and gives the ball up to the defender and he runs in the end zone, ends the game. Jeff Janis on a fourth and forever catching a Hail Mary and then catching another one to send a playoff game into overtime before they also lost that game. Listen, if you're giving Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers plus six and a half in any game against any team, and I get to have Matt LaFleur versus Cliff Kingsbury. 
I'm taking plus six and a half. I hear the horn sounded. Go, pack, go. Shay for the sharp. What do you got? Uh, off air, Tony, we're going to have a little talk about maybe a Venmo transaction. We know we have a proud partner, DraftKings. We might as well, you know, if we're going to bet if we're going to bet each other, might as well just, you know, not have tax on it, right? So Lipstick on a pig? Lipstick. Eh. Guys, I'm so excited for King of the Coast. This is unprecedented. <laughs> we can never do that sharp. again. Unprecedented. So there's a couple, a couple things that are unprecedented about this. But for my first one-point pick, I'm literally going to close my eyes and plug my nose. <laughs> for my one-point side, I have, to, I have to play the Jacksonville Jaguars plus three and a half <laughs> at Seattle. I have to do it. I think the Go Seattle Jags. Seahawks are toast. <laughs> I did not like the body language from any of them. If I have to see Russell Wilson play make-believe fucking football uh, in a two-minute drill in pregame one more time, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. I did that when I was six. And uh, if my son did it right now, I'd tell him to not. I can't do it anymore. It's too distracting. Guys, I actually really like this spot for the Jags. They have the number one rush offense and yeah, Seattle's grades out as a top 10 rush defense, but the two rush offenses they played in the top five, the San Francisco 49ers and the Tennessee Titans, they've given up 177 and a half yards uh, average to those teams. Obviously, Seahawks on a short week, yep. Jags off a bye. Yep. I just wonder, I just wonder, after all that hoopla with Urban and the London game, they get their first one. I wonder if they just maybe take a breath and say, hey, let's develop this season. Let's relax. You know, Trevor can maybe throw it a little bit, but I have to do it. I got to take the Jags at plus three and a half. God, I have to do it. It's going to be fucking great when the Jaguars lose this game by 100 <laughs> and we get to talk to Drew next week. He's going to be irate. Uh, well, the good news is he can take his anger out on the Seahawks. I think we just heard a preview of who he's going to kill in Gravestones next week. Oh, very true. Very true. But let's move on now to the teaser. The teasers are worth two points in the king of the coast rankings now a teaser is when you take the spread and you move it six to seven points in your favor drew just gave out jacksonville plus three and a half if you put them in a teaser you're getting them now at plus nine and a half in a six point teaser the catch you got to take two bets tie them together put them put a bow around them and you got to hit both to win your teaser so our two team teasers for two points on king of the coast dangles where are you going so I'm going with a seven-point two-team teaser, getting the Lions uh, to plus 10.5 and, and the Steelers to plus 10.5. Uh, uh, the Steelers playing the Browns Ooh. and the Lions playing the Eagles. The Eagles and Lions both stink. Let's look at that game first, right? But in a stink bowl, I'd rather pick the team that I know is going to come to work every day and want to play as opposed to the team that might be packing it in and, and or not know its identity. The Lions know who they are right now, and they're going to play for Dan Campbell. See any press conference that he's ever given. I think that quote uh, that we often use about how, um, you know, they just need to stay in it is, is a good example of yeah. that. Um, and, and the Eagles are just not that team to me. I just don't see them being a team that knows where they are right now, and they might just be hanging it up and looking ahead to next year. Uh, and then the Steelers, you know, look, this, these two teams are in division. They know each other. Tony, I know you're high on the Steelers this year. They're a good defensive team. They do seem to have fi figured things out on the running side with Najee Harris. Um, I think they'll keep this game close against a Browns team that is going to be without uh, Baker Mayfield once again. So I'm doing a, a seven-point teaser. 
uh, Lions plus 10 and a half, Eagles, or I'm sorry, uh, Steelers plus 10 and a half. And I did want to get Drew's opinion here because I paid the extra t- uh, 10 cents to go to a seven point teaser to get to 10 and a half on the spread as opposed to just 10, trying to avoid that. Do you think that's a smart play in that situation or do you just ride on the 10? I wanted to avoid the push. So I decided to pay the extra 10 cents as kind of a security tax to kind of ensure that we don't end on the 10. I understand you're thinking there, Dangs. I don't I don't fault you for your thinking. I think in this case with a key number like 10, I think you're okay. I would rather save the money and take the push. I get you want the win, but it's not like you're teasing here, you know, five or 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 or, or two. Ten's a very common, common deficit of these games. So if it was me, I would, I would, I would save a little money. Obviously, if you push, you, you, it's, it, it's a push. Literally, you don't get your money. But for me, I would probably save the dime here. Um, I don't dislike your way of thinking, though. Dangles, I don't dislike your way of thinking either. In fact, the first leg of my teaser is also Pittsburgh plus ten and a half. I almost took Pittsburgh plus three and a half in this King of the Coast rankings, but again, I didn't want to let my heart make the bet here. I will say I do believe this is a divisional game. It will be close. Case Keenum, as we saw, can play football, so it's not a given that Cleveland comes out and loses this game because of their backup quarterback. Nick Chubb is also supposed to be back, but this defense, I think, will keep Pittsburgh in the game. And when this game has a total of 42 points, teasing the underdog to plus 10.5 just kind of plays into my favor. Pittsburgh plus 10.5 is my first leg of the teaser. My second leg was almost, almost the Carolina Panthers, but I just could not bear watching Sam Darnold throw the football again. I know Atlanta pukes all over themselves all the time, and 10 points to Carolina seems okay, but instead... I went to another team that's not playing up to the way they're supposed to be, but looked really good last week and was this close to beating a very good team. And that's the Washington football team. Listen, they had so many red zone turnovers, that Washington football team. That score was not as close as the game actually was. Schaefer the Sharp talked about it in Dr. Dangles last week. It was a tough loss for that football team. But the thing that I saw that I love the most... That defense really made Green Bay work for everything they got. That defense show a little bit of the signs where they were last year, especially the defensive line. If that D-line can come to play, this Washington football team can make Denver look bad. Denver has already made themselves look bad. Denver is not playing well right now. Teddy Bridgewater came out and said to the locker room, it's not time to panic, but we're almost there. Talk about a quarterback coming saying things you don't want them to hear. I'm taking Washington football team, putting them in the seven-point tees as well, taking them up to plus 10. I am 3-0 and when betting on the football team this year. I'm 4-1 and when betting on Denver games this year. So my two-team tees, Pittsburgh plus 10.5, Washington football team plus 10. Schaefer the Sharp, where are you going? Dangles, you actually inspired me. I was just doing a little math on my teaser I'm about to give out. So... Uh, I will also have my Detroit Lions in the teaser. I do think they're alive to win. Um, I kind of want to take them on the money line. I, I, th- I think this is a money line or bust game for them. Um, but, again, I, I was kind of tentative. Like, this game reminds me of when they were three-and-a-half-point uh, home dogs against the Bengals. And I'm like, the Bengals and the Eagles are not even the same stratosphere <laughs> of football teams Not here. anymore. Not even the same stratosphere. So I'll probably sprinkle something on the money lines. But I want to tease the Lions up. Now, the team I'm going to tease them with – is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Similar to the Seahawks, I didn't really like anything I saw from New Orleans. And obviously Tampa Bay is kind of, you know, the, the, their secondary is kind of their weeks by their defense. I don't see how Jameis Winston moves the ball through the air. Yeah. And as you know, you can't run on Tampa Bay. But here's my predicament. 
if I tease, if I have a, a standard six point teaser there, I have Tampa Bay at a pick 'em and the Lions at plus nine and a half. I really want to get to that 10. So if it's six and a half, obviously that's Lions plus 10, great. But Tampa Bay is at uh, uh, basically negative 0.5. Never, ever, ever have a 0.5 on a teaser. You know who does that? Matthew Coleman. Don't ever do that. So oh, no. what I'm going to do is I'm going to tease. I'm going I'm to play the seven-point teaser. I'm going to pay the full $1.30, and I'm going to get an even Tampa Bay plus one, Detroit Lions plus 10.5. So there you go, Dangs. All right. I like it. I like uh, it. It gives me confidence. R.I.P. Matthew Coleman just getting thrown out of the bus for uh, no good reason. Uh. <laughs> Let's move on. He didn't, know, he didn't know how to fill out a March Madness bracket like two years ago. Let's move on <laughs> to the two-point side the two point side dangles i'm going to you first two point side what do you got all right two point side i got the colts uh covering a point and a half against the tennessee wow. titans yes at home against the tennessee titans i'm two and one when betting on indy this year so we'll see what happens i see this as a i was very high on the titans last week going into yeah, uh going into that got uh, right. going into that game and i nailed it i got it right they absolutely throttled the chiefs i see this though as a letdown spot for tennessee with the division matchup coming off of those two huge wins that everyone's talking about and Tennessee suddenly back in the you know AFC championship conversation I don't know if I want to go as far as Super Bowl yet but don't forget that this Titans team also lost in overtime to the Jets just the week before the Bills yeah. game. And before that, they needed a comeback to beat Seattle uh, in over a comeback and an o- and overtime, I should say, to beat Seattle. This Colts team that they're playing, now these two teams have played once already this season, Tennessee won. This Colts team is slightly less injured and much more put together, I think, than the team that the Titans beat in week three. They're running the ball well, and they're also defending the run very well to Derrick Henry's domination uh, dominance. They're fourth on PFF and first in defensive rush DVOA on Football Outsiders. So Colts minus a point and a half at home is my two-point side this week. Can't wait to watch that game. Don't know who's going to win, but I do like Indy. Uh, you know how much I like Indy. As Drew said, I'm married to Carson Wentz. But uh, as for my two-point side, listeners, viewers on YouTube, I need you to come a little bit close. I need to tell you a secret here. I don't want the other two boys to hear this one, okay? Because uh, if you've been paying attention, they both gave Detroit plus ten and a half on their teaser and as drew said this is a game that he thinks you can play the money line on i'm gonna give detroit plus three and a half because i think this is the only chance they have to win but the secret is we are still alive in a survivor pool and I think Detroit is the team we should take Absolutely this week. Not. Wait, Absolutely you are, not. You weren't supposed not. to be listening. You weren't supposed to be listening. Detroit. Ab- sorry, I couldn't help but eavesdrop. I couldn't help but eavesdrop. These these headphones, this microphone picks Listen. up a lot of stuff. I couldn't help but eavesdrop and absolutely categorically without question no. The rush game of Philadelphia scares me because Detroit's very bad against the run in Philadelphia. That's the one thing DVOA likes about Philadelphia is their run game, but a lot of that is Jalen Hurts specific. Philly themselves are starting to fall apart. You can tell they don't believe in their team. They don't believe in Jalen Hurts, and Nick Sirianni is losing the locker room. He's showing them pictures of a flower in the team meeting rooms and telling them how we're, we're watering the fertilizer here, looking for something oh. to grow. 
This guy's losing the team. I really think Detroit comes out and wins this game because Dan Campbell, on the other hand, who knows if they believe in Dan Campbell, but he is trying everything to get those victories, onside kicks, fake punts, all the stuff you want a bad team to do. You have to take every chance you can to win these games. I think Detroit plus three and a half is a guarantee when it comes to sides. It is my two-point side. And if you want to stay alive in a survivor pool, you could easily take like the Rams against Houston. But sometimes you want to save those meaty teams for later. In the past two times I've given out these boys a game that they puked at, it has hit, including Jacksonville and London. The Detroit team is the team I'm picking in my personal survivor pool, and I think we should pick it as well. Regardless, Detroit plus three and a half is my two-point side. Drew, what do you got? I love the pick, Tony. Uh, Dangles, don't worry. We'll not be taking the Lions in our survivor <laughs> thank you, pool. Thank you, Drew. Um, I was curious Dangles. what you thought about that. <laughs> no. I mean, listen, Tony did, to his credit, he did give out a three-point underdog, a winless three-point underdog that he said we should do this for Survivor hit. I He's like, just giving out his second his second three-and-a-half-point underdog, winless underdog, but hey. I like um, the game, but that's why I teased me. it because I just no, no, couldn't get on exactly. the three-and-a-half. But anyway, what's your two points, uh, but side, dangs, dangs, you know what I like for my two-point side? I like the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, Ooh. baby. That's my two-point side. And there is an unwritten rule in the West Coast Gamblers. When you give out the Buffalo Bills money line on a Sunday night lean a couple weeks back, you can take the Colts money line. So, Dangles, I'm not going to mess with that point and a half. I'm going to take Indy minus 120 on the money line here, Mm. a straight win. I think it's going to be a great football game. But, guys, the Colts, this is basically the division championship in week eight for them. They cannot afford, since losing the Titans uh, in, in week three, they obviously can't afford to lose to them twice be two game, three games back with not the tiebreaker. So just body language, I, I just I really like what I see in the Colts. I think their defense is really good. Um, Tony's boyfriend, Carson Wentz, has has caught my eye. That little flip he had uh, that was played over and over God on Twitter damn. made me hurl in my mouth. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you, Dangs. Uh, let's go Colts. Go horse on the money line. Minus 120. Ruled a fumble, by the way, that throw by Carson Wentz. Uh, let's go to the total. This is where we give out a total in the week. It's the squares bet we're going to give out. It's worth two points towards the King of the Coast rankings. I got too cute last week with this one, and the Jets screwed me over. They scored a touchdown. I needed them to get over eight and a half, uh, seven and a half in the second half. They scored a touchdown, went for two, didn't get it, didn't see the other side of the field the rest of the game. We are facing a historic moment, gentlemen. A historic moment. For some people, call him Madden Mike. Some people call him the Crypto Kid. Some even call him El Norte Blanco. It is time to bet against Mike White and the New York Jets. This guy should not be in the NFL, let alone leading a team like the New York Jets. And the New York Jets are a not good enough team to cover the, uh, the lack of capability that their backup quarterback has. The team total for the New York Jets against a very good Cincinnati defense, a very good Cincinnati defense, is 15.5 team total. And I am taking the under El Norte Blanco team total 15 and a half in that New York Jets game. Unprecedented time in the NFL season. New York Jets team total under. Dangles, where are you going? I've got Bucks Saints under 50 points. I think everyone's going to be expecting this to be a high-scoring affair. I think uh, maybe on the Bucks part mostly, but I just don't see them hanging 40 on this New Orleans defense. They're a very good rush defense, first in the league, in fact, in rush D, according to PFF, uh, and, and in top 15 in coverage. Uh, and both teams are in the top 12 in average time of possession. I think these offenses are going to take their time moving the ball down the field. That's going to lead to a lower-scoring game 
game than people are anticipating. Um, and, and again, I think this is this New Orleans defense is the best top to bottom defensive unit that the Bucks have played this year. And New Orleans is unpredictable on offense, and they're certainly not going to be slinging the ball a ton with this crop of wide receivers. So under 50 points in the Bucks and Saints game. Shay for the sharp. Guys, what do you do when you get a hot potato in your hand? <laughs> what do you do? You unwrap the, the tin foil and stick a fork in it. That's right. Yep. Well, you cut it open and you spread some butter on it, salt and pepper, shredded cheese, bacon bits, maybe some chives, side of sour cream because you don't want the sour cream, the cold sour cream to be in the hot potato. It gets kind of soupy. I don't like that. I like it on the side. Uh, I'm going to take my hot potato. I'm going to split it open and I'm going to eat half of it. And, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to save the rest. I'm going under, 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 under my hot potato bears, San Francisco <laughs> under 20 in the first half. These bets, <laughs> these bets are my bell cow. Um, I hit both of them last week and guys, the, the, the bears have scored more than seven points in the first half once this mm-hmm. year. Um, I think after that disaster, Jimmy G start, I think you're going to see, a lot of game management, clock, 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 run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, conservative game plan. Um, I'm really liking these first halves under. I think I have a good feel for them. That will be my total of the week. Bears, San Francisco, under 20 first half. I'm happy that uh, the first ever stay away game bit that we did, Drew failed say, can, to stay away from that can game. Can we recap how he said stay away from that game and doesn't matter. really bet on it? <laughs> We're moving on to the Brinks truck bet. It's time to back you. up the Brinks truck. You, These sides are worth three points in the King of the Coast rankings, three points in the King of the Coast rankings. And I say once again, ladies and gentlemen listening at home, ladies and gentlemen watching on the YouTube, this is a historic moment in the NFL. Kendall Hinton, Ben DiNucci, Nathan Peterman. Every once in a while, you get the chance to bet against a quarterback that doesn't belong on the same field as the 52 other individuals on it. And that is what we have this week with Mike White. Listen, I know Cincinnati is coming off a huge emotional win against Baltimore. They might be coming into this game thinking they're going to be able to push the Jets over. And guess what? They will be able to push the Jets over. Mike White. The Norte Blanco. Cincy minus 10.5 is my backup. The Brinks truck. Bet of the week. Big scary man guy. Your quest for seven is just going to be one win away after this weekend. Cincinnati minus 10.5. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins is going to tee off on this putrid New York Jets team. I am going against Slow Mike and the New York Jets. Dangles, what do you got for your backup the bring struck bet? Well, if that wasn't enough to convince you to hop on the Bengals train, how about this? I'm 3 and 0 when betting on the Cincinnati Bengals and I am 8 and 3 when betting on away teams this year and you bet your ass I am taking the Bengals at minus 10 and a half against the Jets this week. They are easily the hottest team in the league, not named the Tennessee Titans right now. And you mentioned everything that needs to be said about Mike White even with this week of first uh, uh, team reps. I don't think he's going to be the guy you know, to do it. He's a Band-Aid backup. He's not like Case Keenum, who's supposed to actually give you a chance to win when he comes Dangles, in. he's but, not even a Band-Aid backup. They traded for Joe Flacco to be the Band-Aid. That Band-Aid that they more, have is soiled. Even more ammo. Even more ammo for me. <laughs> Since he's got a ton of ways to hurt you through the air against a bad uh, Jets de- uh, pass defense, um, I think they cover this very easily. Since he minus 10.5, that is also my backup the Brinks truck bet this week. Shay for the sharp end in the show. What do you got for your backup the Brinks truck bet? Guys, I don't just, I don't just like the Bengals bet at all i don't dislike even dangles bills bet but i i I, again i'm surprised i'm surprised this didn't make your card uh this is unprecedented territory for shave the sharp you know shave the sharp likes rolling around the mud lipstick on a pig 
He likes the hungry dogs. I am playing, for the first time that I can remember in recent history, I am playing a 14-point road favorite. <laughs> and I am shocked. I am personally shocked this did not make your card. The Los Angeles Rams playing the Houston Texans. On PFF, we have the number one defense versus the number 32 offense. <laughs> I'll tell you more. Since the Texans led off the, the season with two covers, they're 2-0 and ATS their first two I weeks. I had them they are on, this, and, on this King of the Coast both of those weeks, but I digress. They are 1-4 ATS since then with a little outlier game with the Patriots slept walk. Their average margin of defeat, 27.5 points. Oh when the Rams have played... When the Rams have played inferior opponents, the Bears, Lions, Giants, we'll kind of throw the Lions as the outlier. When Matt Stafford didn't get the ball until he was down 10 nothing with five minutes in the first quarter, the Rams' average margin of victory is 18.5 points. I think this is live. If the Rams are motivated, and I think they will be because they kind of came out sleepy last week. Yep. You saw McVay pacing around the sideline, gritting his teeth, getting pissed off. Special teams. Guys, this is literally a name-your-score game. I think it's legitimate chance for the Texans to get shut out. And to put the cherry on top, the fire sale has begun in Houston. Yeah. They just traded Mark Ingram to the Saints. Brandon Cooks tweeted, this is bullshit yeah. joke. Uh, Rams, everybody. And I'm, gonna, I'm for our listeners, last week the Texans opened 17.5-point underdogs in Arizona. At the time that the game kicked off, it was 20 Ryan Hurd with the all-time teaser of the year teased the Texans up to 27, and it hit. It hit. It's incredible. He teased the Titans up to 27 points, and it hit. So when you hear this, bet this now. This this line will be at 17 by Sunday. I am Lane, the Los Angeles Rams, minus 14. Back up the brakes truck. And that is it. For the West Coast Gamblers, for Tony Cavallo, for Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and we are the West Coast Gamblers, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and the only gambling show that makes you money. Remember that DraftKings promo code is WCG, and that is it for this week. We'll be back on Tuesday with a fun show and some more gravestones and Dr. Dangles bits, but for now it is time to make some money. And as always, thank you for listening. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Running should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. And yet, when you try to learn about how to get better at it, especially as you age, you're confronted with conflicting advice, complicated workouts, and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you. On The Planted Runner, I'll share exactly how to run faster, longer, and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 2.58 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-back training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals that you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along the planted runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you. 